It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Flow Track Podcast at gmail.com. My last episode from Fayetteville. I'll be back in Austin on Friday. Uh, Gordon, good morning. How are you doing? Doing good. Yourself? How's Fayetteville? It's been great. A lot of good runs that I've gotten in. Got to see the indoor facility for the first time yesterday, which was pretty cool. Every track fan should probably get an opportunity to go out to Fayetteville, see a meet there or or just walk around the facility and and check it out the weather's been cooperating it's been uh it's been pretty nice as i mentioned before um did a facility tour did a couple workouts um we've gotten really lucky i'm not going to go into detail about what the workout is but i'll just say we've gotten really lucky between when we went to north carolina went to arkansas to see some really good 400 meter workouts there you go always love a good 400 meter workout Yes. The sometimes one... you go, sometimes you go and you just see starts or you just yeah. see like 100s. And those are fun too. There's a time and place for that. But you get to see, when you get to see him go to the well, that's fun. Like we see, we saw those pictures before that you took Randolph Ross at A&T, right? He was hurting. He was in pain. And we have some similar uh, shots from uh from arkansas that i'm excited to to share so yeah it's been it's been a great time as i mentioned last pod um colleague brian was trying to get the um strava segment from charles hicks i can report that he did beat charles hicks's mark so despite charles hicks um being one of the best runners in the ncaa he is behind brian dibel but then there was a complication between when we talked about this Strava segment and when Brian ran it, Ronald McDonald uploaded a segment and I, uh, Travis, I sent you the, the thing that was before, before Ronald McDonald ran. This is how it looked last week when Brian sent it, Charles Hicks number one. But then someone going under the name Ronald McDonald ran even faster. And once Brian saw that, let's just say he was incredibly defeated. He's like, I can do, I can't do 457 pace. I can do the Charles Hicks pace. I cannot do the Ronald McDonald pace. And it got me thinking, because it says February 18th, it got me thinking, they didn't upload it on February 18th because they just, they just uploaded it in the last few days, but the run was on February 18th. Is that just a coincidence 
or did someone like listen to the pod, know that this segment was out there, know that Brian was going for it, and then run or upload this segment? I'm not that deep into the uh, Strava culture, but Travis, our producer, did some investigating. He, he thinks he's able to identify uh, who this person is, and they're very fast, so it would make sense that they would run <laughs> 457 pace. Yeah, I think we found out who it is, Kevin Kelly. Uh, his Instagram bio says, to be the clown, you must act the clown. So clearly his uh, persona on Strava is being a clown. And uh, graduate assistant coach at University of Louisiana Monroe. Very fast. And, uh, apparently he, uh, he had the Strava segment in Fayetteville on on a layaway and was just waiting for <laughs> Brian Dibble to, to beat Charles Hicks. And then he took it back. So um, nice move there, Mr. Ronald McDonald, Kevin Kelly. Nice move. Strong move. Yeah, man. You can find out anything on Strava. It took Travis not that long to figure out, Oh man, this guy's like a real, real runner. Cause he had uploaded some segments from some, some fast races. Um, and yeah, it, it was the spirit of Brian not to get it because this was part of the purpose of the trip, that and getting the workouts. But the fact that he's he's ahead of Hicks, I think, is is big for Brian. You know, former former D2 All-American in his own right, solid runner. So it's good that he's out here still chasing dreams and goals after, after graduation. But Fayetteville as a whole has been a, a lot of fun. Great hospitality out here. Uh, I wanted to remind people of a couple things. We got the Madrid World Indoor Tour. Today on Flow Track, and there's some interesting races here. This is the final gold label world indoor to a race. So you have a men's eight with Michael Cerrone, Elliot Giles, and Colin Skiprutu. Men's 3K, the usual cast of characters is back. You have Yulimar Rojas in the triple jump, and then the women's 15, Jessica Hold, Gudolf Sagai, Hailu, and Bai. Like that's going to be a a great, great race there. And I wonder if Ethiopia has selected their team yet. Um, and if not, is this going to serve as a little bit of a, a last ditch uh, selection process? Because the Ethiopian women have been on fire th this indoor season. Yeah. Then it'd be good to see uh, the two Aussies hall and, and hall hall and hall. That's a little tongue twister there. Um, mix it up, see what they can do. Jessica hall. Um, obviously part of the, the Union Athletics Club. Is that what they're called? Union Athletic Club? Did I get it right? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, got it right. Union, Athle Union Athletics Club. Um, you know, um, probably wants to – if she's running this late in the season overseas, you got to think maybe this is trying to set herself up for World Indoors. We know Donovan Brazier's going in the four. So Coach Pete Julian trying to get a, a crew out there to Belgrade to uh, – yeah. Try to get some international experience. Not that Hall and Don Brazier don't have international experience, but like we said, it, it, it's always interesting to see why certain elite athletes are like, yeah, let's do it. And some elite athletes are like, nah, I'm not doing worlds. So especially on the distance yeah. side. Sprinters, you can kind of figure it out. But distance is like kind of like, oh, you want to do it? Oh, you don't. I mean, <laughs> we know that because – one athlete who we thought was all in on doing world indoors based on the way they did their indoor season, Cole Hawker, who won the 3K and won the 1500, no world indoors. We'll get to that. 
on today's show. But first, we should mention we're sponsored by Hoka. Hoka. Gordon. CLOX. MD. LD. Gordon's holding up the MD. My LD is going to pack up out of Fayetteville soon and get back on a plane and go to Austin, Texas, where they will be reunited with the left shoe. Uh, Hoka.com. Remember, Hoka, faster, forward. They got the carbon plate in them. So check out the, the Hoka spikes. Again, these are the Cielo X powered by the propulsion of carbon with the MD and the LD version we've been chatting about for a couple of weeks now. I want to talk about Hawker scratching, but one other thing we should mention, tell the people about the Tokyo Marathon live show that we're doing. Tokyo Marathon, as you guys know, is live on Saturday night. Got Ellen Kachogi. We got Sarah Hall, and it's live for viewers in the U.S., that's right. If you live in, in America, you're going to be able to watch it live on FlowTrack. And so what we're doing is we're going to do a little watch party on the side on YouTube as well. So we'll do a live. The, the event will be live on FlowTrack.com, but then also on YouTube.com on the main FlowTrack channel. Kevin and I will be going back and forth and kind of watching the whole race play out, give our own little side commentary, kind of little watch experience to kind of enjoy the, the late evening marathon, which is perfect because time zone difference. It's not an early day. It's not in the middle of the, of the midnight yeah. or 2 a.m. It's right there smack in prime time, 7 o'clock. Ilya Kipchoge going for his first ever Tokyo Marathon win. I guess mm -hmm. I can say it that way, right, because he's never been there. Yeah. Uh, and see what yeah. he can do. Add to his to – his, uh, metal table or his resume. I don't know what he needs to add to his resume, but Ilya Kipchoge live on the <laughs> track for U.S. and Canada viewers. It's going to be wild. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, you mentioned the time zone being perfect for U.S. and Canada. You're used to getting up early. This is going to be a primetime marathon, so it'll be on the Track podcast YouTube page. You can do a little second screen there. Gordon and I will be chatting about it, answering questions, reading your comments. be a fun way to interact during the race. And anytime Kipchoge is in a marathon, it's an event in and of itself. But in addition to Kipchoge, the men's field is stacked. He's going to have to be in good form because there's a lot of the best guys in the world in this race. And the women's side of things, you have the women's world record holder and Bridget Koskai, who's run 214, but she's lost two races in a row. She's looking to get back into her winning ways. We know it's a fast course, so she could run something incredibly quick. And then you have the American record potentially going down as well. Sarah Hall coming off the half marathon American record. Can she get Kira D'Amato's American record, which is just two, less than two months old? The same day D'Amato ran that marathon American record, Hall ran that half marathon American record. Could we say see it change hands this quickly? So that is going to be so much fun to watch. There's multiple storylines in this marathon. So I'm going to be very excited to do it. I'm really, really um, pumped. I love these marathon watch parties. We did it, did it for the Olympic marathon. We did it for London, where I woke up at three in the morning and chatted with Cathal Dennehy, who was in a much more favorable time zone. This one, because it's a good time zone, you're like, hey, I'm in. You, you raise your hand early on this one. You're like, we'll do this one. Wait, what's the time zone? And then when you found out, you're like, all right, I'm in. Although if it was bad, you might have been like, hey, we need to call somebody in from the bullpen. Um, but this, this is going to work for everybody. So I'm excited yeah, to, so to do this on Saturday night. Live event for U.S. and Canada viewers on the website, flowtrack.com. And then me and Kevin will be doing a watch along, kind of interacting with the chat, 
kind of doing breakdowns of what's going on in real time on YouTube. That'll be for everyone because we don't need a geo block YouTube, but it's going to be great. Are you going to have some sort of pace chart calculation on an Excel spreadsheet that you know, Colt is going to toggle to throughout? Because I know you love that in these live things. We'll see. That could be a thing. Oof. We'll see. Stay we'll tuned. see. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce some, some new little things. I'll, I'll figure it out. It's, it's going to be Saturday night. I'm going to be in a good mood. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm going to mm-hmm. set up my uh, – I mean, also the Miami Heat will be playing the Sixers at the same time, so I'll be doing a right. little watching. Right. But – no, we'll, we're going to make it a good time. We're going to make it a good uh, marathon watch party. Reminds me of the last time that we did a thing at night live when there was a basketball game you were interested in. Didn't go that well. Okay. And the chat was on fire that night. <laughs> yeah, that okay. Should we get into the show? Oh, you posted your, your NCAA rankings thing? Is that a, I didn't post the video that? because I didn't finish the what rankings until 1 a.m. last night. And then I was like, I'm not doing a video. I'm going to bed uh, because they just announced the the fields, the the scratches right. and the declarations came out. Um, if you go to the NCAA uh, event hub on Flowtrack, I posted the, the the start lists of who scratched, who didn't scratch. Some notable scratches uh, we had: um, Yaron Nagus. Obviously, we kind of predicted this is not doing the the mile. He's just doing the 3K yep. DMR. Um, I was no, I thought also maybe Mario Garcia Romo would scratch the mile, but he decided not to scratch the mile because so he's maybe doing mile and DMR, which will be a lot of work on him. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, but you look at the 16th fastest times, 356, mm-hmm. 745, 1320 mm-hmm. something. It is insane. Our boy Adam Fogg, Fog Dog. Just getting in, he he needed a bunch of scratches to happen to get in, and he did. So mm-hmm. Adam Fogg might go from only being in the meet from all the scratches to finishing like top three. I, I believe Adam Fogg I'm, will finish top three. It's gonna be. I, I'm looking at that be. field. That field looks pretty open. Yeah, there and that men's that, that men's mile, men's three. Nagus being the the big favorite. We can talk more about this later on, but that's, that's right. your NCAA. Uh, show it's coming out. I did a race breakdown talking about Curves 348. That's on the site, and then also this week in track, which I posted up on Monday. All that's on the site and on the. Uh, I think it's all up on the YouTube page at this point. If not, it's going to be at some point. Anyway, uh, you mentioned Hawker scratching. Let's let's get into that. Are, are you surprised by this decision? I wasn't just because any time post race these meets when someone says I'm not sure, that usually just turns into a no at a certain point. So I think that was a bit of a, a giveaway. I'm certainly disappointed because you want to see the best people in the world compete. But were you surprised that he decided to not run either event? Well, you thought the the tea leaves were his post race interview. My, for me, his the tea leaves were in his Instagram photo for Cole Hawker. He posted that's Sam Prankle, uh who got in, but the Instagram photo of Cole Hawker. He said. Um, Time to get back to work. And it's like, yeah. well, you don't need to get back to work yet because the season's not over. But he wrote, uh, he wrote, got the opportunity to add two more U.S. titles to my resume this weekend. Happy with the wins, but ready to get back to work. So I was like, oh, that's a sign of he's going back into hibernation and not racing anymore for a few more months. So that's why I thought that and it turned out to be true. 
disappointed? How do you feel? What's your I mean, what's your reaction to it? It's like expected. This is our sport. This is what's going to happen. I don't blame him for what he's doing because he's not the only one. So you can't be like, hey, Cole Hawker, it's your responsibility to save the sanctity of indoor track and field. No, it's not his responsibility at all. It's the responsibility of sponsorship contracts mm-hmm. to explicitly say care about these events. And until sponsorship contracts care about more than just a global outdoor championship, this will continue to happen. We could talk about how to get these athletes to not scratch a little this, that, and the other thing. At the end of the day, it's all about the money. And there's no money in doing well at World Indoors. There might be a little bit of yeah. money, but compared to the outdoor money, if you got as much uh bonuses and uh, ranking and all this stuff from a world indoor performance as you do for a global outdoor performance as you do for an Olympic performance, people would yeah. do But you don't. We the- purposely say Olympics is more important. We purposely say global outdoor is more important. And that's what happens. So we even I think say, it also has like, to do with the yeah. stage of the career you're at. Because Thompson's running. And the knock on Bowerman is they don't run enough, but Josh Thompson's going to run at Worlds. But he's at a different stage of his career than Cole Hawker is. So, yeah. Well, he's running because he's never done it. Yeah, sure. But I mean, Hawker's, I mean, I guess Hawker made an Olympic team, so that trumps everything, but it's not exactly. He hasn't made a world indoor team yet, though, Gordon. So Thompson's going to go and Prakel's going to go. And you got to be happy for Sam Prakel. This is Prakel's USA finish. Uh, throughout the year so 2018 that's when he's he's still at Oregon he runs uh, USA's that year Uh, he gets seventh in the 1500 then you go to 2019 2019 he finishes sixth in the 1500 and then during the indoor season he got fourth in the mile then you go to 2020 um, pandemic year but um, he got seventh in the 1500 that year, and then the outdoor season was canceled. 2021, Olympic trials, makes the final, gets ninth in that race. And then in this uh, event, finished fourth, but he had the standard, so he moved up and got. So he, he like always makes finals. He's always there, and he's got that fast mile time, but has never had the opportunity, has never gotten into that, that top three. It, all, it always feels like he's in that five to nine range in the mile. And now he has the opportunity to do it. So perseverance paying off for Prakel. Gets a couple breaks to go his way, and, and he's on the team. Yeah, and, you know, people like Josh Thompson and, and Prakel, like, we're never going to have them in the, you know, the top three the way we would put a Hawker or a Nagoose or a Centro or an Angles. And the fact that they're going to have this experience, it's it's hard to make world teams, man. It is It is not normal. Like, you are yeah. more likely to win uh, an NBA title than you are to win to, to make a world team more than once because they just don't grow in trees and it's so hard. It's it is so hard to make a final, but to be top two or yeah. top three in a final that everyone is trying in, it is extremely difficult. Um, so yeah. for Thompson and Prakel, you know, ten years from now, 
when their career is over and they're looking back on it, they're going to be like, hey, I achieved one of the ultimate goals, which is to represent Team USA. And I got to do it, you know, in 2022. You can't take that away from them. So, and then 1500 is a weird race. 200 yeah. meter track, pushing, shoving, DQs. Obviously, you know, Jakob Ingebrigtsen is going to run away with it. Maybe Thompson or Prake will find a way to get a silver or bronze out of nowhere. It could happen. Yeah. I want to. And we don't know what Jakob's going to do. We don't know if he's going to double or if he's just going to run one or the other. They haven't put out the entries. Maybe he didn't even run it. Maybe he pulls the hawker. We got a question in the chat about Henry Wynn because he finished third. He didn't have the standard, per my understanding. Yeah. So I think he would have gone if he had the standard, but he didn't. So again, these are the breaks that have to happen for Prakel. It's it's Tier not running, although maybe if Tier ran, he would have scratched as well too. It's Hawker passing up the spot and Win not having the standard. But I just read through his history of USAs. He he deserves that break because he's put himself in the mix time and time again. So this is what happened. You show up to US championships, you should be you should be rewarded. And he certainly took advantage of this opportunity. And I think you're right. It's not the craziest idea that he could get into the metal picture because we just don't know who's running and we don't know what type of race it's going to end up being in Serbia and giving yourself a chance. So both of them, Thompson and Prakel. Yeah. You know, Thompson looked yeah. pretty good there. He, he almost won the race. So I mean, Prakel's run what, 350? He, he was in that Kijelka race. Yeah. Oh, they're both Correct. talented. They both can run quick, they're not yeah. weaklings. <laughs> other indoor stuff that we're trying to sort out i mean i saw this tweet from marquez washington who said he's been moved up to represent the u.s in the open four instead of just the relay so the two people who finished in front of him were bassett and brazier not sure what that means in terms of who scratched out of the open if it was bassett or brazier brazier doesn't post a whole bunch of stuff bassett posted next stop serbia D2 is the same weekend as D1. So he'd go from one to the other. Be a quick turnaround, but it's been done before. And sometimes the schedule is even less forgiving than it is this year. So does does this mean Brazier's not op- running the open four? After all this, if Brazier doesn't run the open four, I'm going to cry. Maybe Brazier's like, I don't want to do the open. I just want to be on the relay. Can you do that? Can someone ever pass up an open spot to just do the relay? Has that ever happened in the history? A 400 meter runner has decided to withdraw from an open event and only do the relay. That has never happened in the history of track and field. Donovan Brazier will be the first one to ever do that. It's part of Donovan Brazier's long and weird history or short and weird history in the 400. Um, After all the DQ drama to get in, he said he was doing it to get in the 4x4. Four four. We should have taken yeah. him seriously. Like, literally, that's, that's all I want. I don't want anything else. He, I mean, he could have won, the, won by, by a second. And it, nope, passing it up. All I want is the relay. I said it was just the relay. I'm not going to be greedy. That's kind of hilarious. That legit could be exactly what's happening. I mean, he's an 800-meter runner. Sure. So he probably is like, I don't need to do extra 400-meter rounds. I just want to do a good, strong... Four by four and get a medal. I don't want to deal with, you know, running at the break. I just want to get the the stick, 
when the it's already spread out and I'm just running on the inside one uh, lane and then come home. I think that's what's happening. I mean, I'm not reporting this, but that's what I think. And it's kind of wild. Again, I don't think there's ever been in the history of track and field a person mm-hmm. who finished in the selection ranking for the 400 meters opt to scratch the 400 but stay in the relay. Normally, they scratch because they're hurt or they're not doing it all together. Yeah. Scratch the 400 and then stay in the relay would be kind of wild. He, he's doing this for fun, which in yeah. a way is kind of refreshing. It's like, like he stayed committed to the idea of, I want to run a 4 by 4 for the U.S. because it'll be fun. What really would have tested this theory is if he did win and he did run 44-8 or something. And he was very comfortable with his start, and then he was a favorite for gold. Then would he have still done it? Now we don't—we're just speculating, of course. We don't know. All we know is this tweet from Washington, who said he's going to run the open four. So this could all be become a moot point. But I'm going to—I want to see him in the open. And then see I want to see him in the, the open answer, four. See, how, see if we can figure out the answer by the end of the podcast. Doesn't it make you a little bit sad though? Like, don't you want to see it after? Everything that happened in Spokane, don't you want to see him in the in the open quarter? Yeah, I mean, hold on, I'm typing this DM. We're gonna find out. What are you typing? How are you wording it? I'm saying, hey, are you scratching the open 400 at Worlds, but still doing the four <laughs> Sign Gordon. Hey. Oh, you you not send that from your personal account? No, I, 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 no, I, I have a back and forth with him from the FlowTrack account, and he knows it's me. So, okay, it's, you know, I don't have a blue check mark. So if he gets a message from another account with a blue check mark, mm-hmm. that it, it, it's easier. It's easier to get the attention. That's All right. What I've learned. Well, we'll see if good reporting, Gordon. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. What else are we talk about here? I want to talk about Tokyo Marathon. Um. Oh, okay. We can talk about. Did you see this video? Speaking of DQs, this is from the MIAA Championship. A little dust up here between Pittsburgh um, and Missouri Western. And I don't think I've ever seen someone get pushed from the track this clearly, this deliberately. Mile race. Uh, Travis, if you're, well, if you're watching this, you can see it. If, you, if you're not watching this, if you're listening to it after, there's a little bit of compilation here. There's clearly some argy-bargy going on. But then at a certain point, the Missouri Western runner just gets tossed off the track by the Pittsburgh State runner. And then it's weird because before that, the other Pittsburgh State runner who doesn't push him, like, is pointing it out. Like, he's, like, drawing even more attention to it. And then I looked afterwards Initially, the person was DQ'd, but then got reinstated. I don't know what they're looking at <laughs> to reinstate this person. And you could say, hey, maybe there was other stuff we didn't see. Maybe both people should be disqualified. But if you toss somebody from the track, full arm extension, that's pretty blatant. The guy crashed through. He could have been hurt. He crashed through one of those um, like rope line things, those plastic things on the side of the track. I don't know. Have you ever, can you think of a, a altercation? Like, I mean, I guess last year outdoors, we saw some of that 
at SECs and Big Twelves, like some some very physical running. But that level of pushing is pretty pretty unheard of. Oh, I've been I've been to attract me in college at the Armory, where there was something going on in a four by four, and a legitimate fist fight broke out on the home stretch between the two the two runners. Like yeah. they, there was like pushing and shoving, and they kept pushing and shoving till they started fighting, and then the rest of the field passed them, and they were just fist fighting mid race. They stopped caring about winning or losing, Jeez. and those two athletes fist fighted. So it does happen. We saw crazy things happen in the NCA four by four. I remember between like A and M and Florida, was it? Or that was like a pretty well. There was a well. There was that famous one between Florida State and Clemson. Where I think yeah. that turned into a fight as, as well too. But this like mid mid race, this is not a relay. I don't. It just looks like it escalated and escalated. So some of these teams involved, like Pittsburgh State's from Kansas. We're lucky enough to have producer Colt, who is a Kansan. Uh, he can chime in on this. Colt, um, what do you have to say for your uh, your home state here? Uh, well, I love to see this. You know, just kind of the boys roughing <laughs> each other up in the Midwest. Um, I would say Pittsburgh State is definitely more known for their football program, like around this area. So this mm -hmm. kind of fits with uh, their MO, I would say. But I, I don't really know. Yeah, I, don't, I can't really see anything from the video why they're fighting, but they are. <laughs> they're fighting. Confirmed. They are fighting. <laughs> and that's our Kansas expert, Cole. Thank yeah, you. this was the – we're pulling up the, the fight from uh, – that Clemson Florida State fight that was that was wild. What year was that? I think Fenton might have been there. Ago. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. Two thousand four. How green is that? Two thousand four. How green? Tell yeah. Um, I think Cromartie was involved. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, future hey, NFL. I mean, player Cromartie. <clears throat> clearly, there is something going on. You don't just accidentally throw someone off the track. There might have been clearly some tussling, maybe some. Some trash talk going on, some like Yeah. Just kinda like I don't like you and I don't like like I'd rather go I just don't get uh, go down fighting than win. Maybe this person got able to, you know. I don't know. I just don't get how there's not a DQ there. it maybe it's a double DQ. I don't know. Like literally get shoved from the track. Full on push. You can't even say, Oh, we just accidentally got tangled up and the guy's pointing. To it too. I don't know. I don't know. This is this was wild to see. Um, you want to talk about your uh, or okay, you want to do this thing? You want to ask the listener something? Do you want to do that now, or do you want to do Tokyo first? Let's talk about Tokyo. Or what? Travis okay. uh, Tokyo. only has a. I don't know. If, okay, we'll do Tokyo. <laughs> All right, Tokyo. Women's, men's, we talked a little bit about uh, that at the top because of the live show, but let's start with the, with the women, I think. We talked about the men's before. You have Bridget Koskai, world record holder. She's run 214 in this race, uh, but she has not won her last two, so it's going to be fun to see her in there. Um, Angela Tanui has run 217, and then Ashete Bakere has run 218 and beat Koskai in London, one of those two losses that she had. Farther down the list, you have Sarah Hall, as I mentioned before. She's run 220. She's coming off that half American record. 
can she get Kira D'Amato's marathon record as well too? Um, so yeah, two two things going on here. I don't know what the pace is projected to be. They have run 217 on this course previous, so it is a fast course. Um, I would guess Hall is going to have quite a few people to run with if you just look at how deep this field is. Koskai, if she's in shape and she's running 214 type times again or 215, she's not going to have anybody to run with, but that's a good problem for, for her to have. But this is going to be fun, Gordon, because you got two things to watch for here. Yeah, and I think one factor for all these athletes is where their mind is at. And I bring that up because it was a very late notice of whether or not this race was happening, especially race was happening with these elite athletes. Yeah. And so there's like a long training block to build up to a, uh, an important race like this. And during that training block, there was like a question mark on whether or not you were actually going to end it with an actual marathon, you know? And I wonder if that eight yeah. week buildup, 12 week, whatever, how many weeks you, it is, if part of that buildup had a little bit of just not a completely focused, you know, and purposeful training block because you did, there was a question of like, is this going to be off or not? And I wonder if that's gonna yeah. throw a little, a few of these athletes off their game, because, you know, just like a mental, you know, it takes a lot of mental energy to like focus day in and day out for one big race at the end of the, at the end of the the tunnel, you know, the t- end of the tunnel. What am I saying? Yeah. I'm bad with analogies. You know, at the end of the road. Uh, so end of the journey. that's where I'm kind of gonna be interested. Is the end of the journey? Yes, I think there's gonna be a lot of athletes who either DNF or are out of it after like the first like third of the race. You know, a lot of times it takes like it to get to like, yeah, you know, 60% into the race before 60, 65% of the race before we start seeing the true contenders start pulling away because everyone kind of is taking their time in the beginning. But I feel like we're going to yeah. see the true contenders 35% into the race and to be like, all right, these are the people who are able to kind of stay focused with the unknown of whether or not they would have this, this big Tokyo marathon. That's, I think that's, that's a good point. Two it, yeah. It made me think of that London marathon that was put yeah. together a bit last minute. Costco ran well there. Hall ran well there. Kipchoge, obviously that was his loss, his base one bad loss over the, the past eight years of marathoning. But that also was weird because the weather was off and it was a loop course, but it was strange all around late notice. When you described that situation, though, I was thinking, who would be really good at handling that? Obviously, Kipchoge, and that one exception, he rolls with any sort of scenario. I think Sarah Hall would be good for it, too. Number one, we know she's in shape because just six weeks ago she ran a half. And number two, she races so frequently, she's continually in shape. She's never not race ready. Because she races so much. So I think if this race had less notice and if people had their buildups altered a little bit, I think the way Sarah Hall trains and races and just approaches her running in general makes her so flexible to these types of situations that I'd expect her to still run really well. I think the wild card is going to be the pacing 
for her? Can she get in with a good group and can they um, hit, hit the splits that they need to early on? Because on the back half, chase down some people and, and she can make up time. But I think it's possible. I think this American record is possible. You asked me when D'Amato broke it, is this thing going to last two years? I said no. And I think this is the first real shot we're going to see at it. And it comes only six weeks after D'Amato ran it. Let's just be honest, though. If she does break it, if Sarah Hall were to break the American record, it would be kind of wild that a record that stood – how long was Dina Castro's record for? Was it 03, I think? Yeah, so almost, almost 20 years. And then in like a, a business quarter, like two months, it's gone. Like from January to March Six. of 2022. Uh, so, yeah, so almost like 15 to 20 years, and then in three months, it's broken twice. That would be incredible. I mean, are, you, are you confident that it's going to stay? I'm not. No, I mean, I'm, I'm confident it's not going to stay as well. Um, I'm not 100% confident it's going to be broken in the Tokyo race, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think Tokyo is one of the options for the, it to be broken in along with, you know, next fall season of marathons, whether they go out to Berlin or London or Chicago or wherever. Um, yeah. But I do think that this is one of the opportunities. We have a fit Sarah Hall yeah. going for yeah. it. And I think Sarah Hall also is recognizing, like, she's not getting any younger, right? So every time she's going to step on the track is not going to be like, Oh, like a rust buster, just get my feet wet for a bigger race down the road. Like, no, the time is now every race that Sarah Hall runs. It's the time of now because yeah. she's well, she not runs like a 20 all the races. Yeah. It's, she's not a 24 year old, like with the long, like I want to make a world team in five years. No, she's like, yeah, yeah. I've done pretty much everything in my career. <clears throat> now, every time I race, it's with the purpose and she wouldn't fly across the country to like jog she's gonna go across the, world, the country to try to break try to break a american record opportunities in the spring aren't very bountiful because london's not in the spring and boston's not record eligible maybe there'll be another type of race that we don't see coming that some americans hop in but then the next i think you're right the next real chance would come in the fall where we would see Berlin, the London, the Chicago, and then back to Houston, maybe next, next January, that's turning into a, a spot where people are going to run fast times year in and year out. All right. Men's side of things. It's just great to watch Kipchoge run. Great to see my different course. Last time we saw him was in Japan, but it was in Sapporo, the Olympics where he won that race handily, really dispatching any sort of rival on the back half. This is deeper than an Olympic race. People who watch marathons know that the major marathons are are tougher than the Olympics usually because you can have more than three per country. So he's got Garamu in there. Um, he's got um, just a just a cast of characters who can who can really push him. Barhanu Legese, uh, Amos Kiprutu, who's run two hundred three as well. So you got two other sub two hundred three guys, and Kiprutu and Tola who have run sub two hundred four. And the list goes on. I mean, even even a guy like Shira Katata, you know, he won London back in 2020. He won that race that Kipchoge lost. So there are there are some challenges. They did not 
do him any favors in putting this field. This was not a choreographed Kipchoge win, which is great. And I think that's 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 what you have to do to uh to to keep us coming back for, for these races because it's fun to watch him run, but you want to see him get pushed. I mean, do you see any chance that he gets upset? I want to backtrack a little bit. What he said, you said it's not a choreographed Kipchoge win. Obviously, what you mean by that is the meet direct organizers set up a field to kind of make it easier on Kipchoge. Yeah, has Kipchoge ever spent all their budget? Had a a, a race yeah. where it was choreographed for him to win. Well, you take out the time trial races because that's him versus the Obviously, clock. Obviously, that's different. That's different. Yeah. I think sometimes. Sometimes London's always stacked. They got the big budget. They they get a lot of the best people. Berlin's model is more let's get a couple superstars and that's it. And those times when he was running for the world record, there was never a doubt he was going to win. Now he's also been in Berlin marathons where Guye Dole is like pushing him to the latter stages. But the field's just some of the races, they're not as deep. So once he gets rid of one guy, it's basically curtains at that point. And he's more just racing the clock. Here, I think the clock is definitely secondary. Yeah, he wants to get the course record, but they just they changed the course in 2017, so there's not this historic record of times there. I don't think anybody's putting the the Tokyo Marathon course record on on the top of their list of course records. So, to me, it's just all about competition. This starts to feel more like a Olympic or World Championship race, where it's just like, all right, just get the win. Now the course is going to be faster and the field's going to be deeper, but it's just all about it's all about the win. The time now is completely secondary. Yeah, and I mentioned uh, in the previous pod when we found out that Kipchoge was going to run this race. This is his one and only shot. Like, he's not coming back. I mean, to Tokyo, I don't think he would. Yeah, I don't think he would come back even with a loss because he's got, he's like, all right, whatever. I, I didn't win it. He's won so much that's like having a loss. But like, if he wants to have a win in every, at every major, He's only got one shot at each of these next ones that he does. What you know, one shot here, one shot at New York, one shot at Boston. Yeah. So he needs to go three for three. It's like you're you're down you're down four with like twenty seconds left on the clock. If you yeah. don't score on this on this uh, possession, you're not going to win the game. Yet technically, there's still time left on the clock. Technically, uh, there's still you gotta future be races ahead for Kipchoge, but you got to be perfect here if you want to actually end your career with a win at every location. So there's a big pressure for him to finish first if he wants to have that that clean resume of win, 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 win. Is that enough wins? What if he win, wins? Win, 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 win. Oh, six of them. There's six of them. Win. What if he wins this, then he goes to Boston, wins it on the first try, but then New York, things go awry? But at that point, he's committed. So he just he goes to New York for the next seven years. That's he moves to New York. And he, he becomes a Knicks fan. He sits next to Spike Lee at the games. Just a hundred percent New Yorker. He starts a pizza blog, and he just commits fully to to the New York lifestyle. Just trains in Central Park all the time. And then he's fifty five, and he finally gets the gets the win. And he's still doing it, right? He like. He keep, like he keeps on going backwards. Like he finishes worse and worse, and people are like, "Hey, man, just give it up." He's like, "No, one no, day no. I'm gonna have my, you know, it's gonna be hurricane weather, and I'm gonna be able to win it with like a two twenty. 
I'm just waiting for that yeah. moment, and he'll just be, keep yeah. on going and going. I said what I said. I wanted to win all of them. I wanted to win all of them. I wasn't lying. He's gonna be like seventy, walking up with like, yeah. like crutch, crutches, and be like, "I'm still yeah. doing it." And runs like a four-hour marathon, and it's like, not this year, maybe <laughs> next year. I am committed to this. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited about this. This is the best, uh, best you could hope for out of this marathon, and, and I'm really excited that we're gonna get it in the beginning of of March. What else do you want to talk about? Let's see. Do you want to talk at all about NCAA stuff or are you just saving that all for your show? Uh, we can save it for the show and also save it for next week. Again, NCAAs isn't this week. It's all next week. Um, yeah. I will say, though, Arkansas men and women have both made themselves known on the team ranking side, especially the women. Okay. Women actually might win now. Um, Arkansas men might win. Uh, NAU really? men might win. Should I tell them, them that? I'm going to see both the coaches again today. So, yeah, okay, so Gordon, so what's the, what do you want me to, what's the exact thing you want me to say? Gordon says you might win now. Yeah. Okay. Gordon says right. you're both going to podium. Gordon says, okay. 90% chance of podiuming. Okay. And they have a 50, uh, women have a 30% right chance of down. winning. And the men have a 35% chance of winning. Okay, so 90-30 and 90-35. All right, I'll, I'll yeah. tell them both that today. Right. 10% chance they don't podium. <laughs> well, yes, that would be the other 90-10. So the men are at 35. The yeah. women are at 30. They're closer. Because the men have – they're closer to first than the women are to first. That four hundred. Well, here's the thing: is, the like, women. Yeah, I'll just say that the women are going to score like twenty more points than the men. Yeah, but it's just because yeah, the, the women that there's not as much. The points aren't spread out as much. They're all kind of just five I teams. Mean, the men. Correct me if I'm wrong. The men are the a DMR, a four by four, Amon Kemboy, the hurdler Limonius, and then jumpers. Correct. Yeah, and they have an eight hundred meter guy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They have that's a bunch right. of spread out. Well, but but the but you're right with the women. The women have DM. They have somebody in a bunch of different Everything. events for the women. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. They got it sixty and yeah. That four. I think the four hundred group qualified four. They had four in the top sixteen. I think at least one of them scratched though. So that's just yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how deep deep they are in that in that uh, in the long sprints. It's nuts. All right, I'll pass that on. That's good in intel. All right. Um, so you're getting a ring because you've um, worked at the company that for – I'm explaining it. Okay. I'm getting a bobblehead, although I've never sent in my photo, so I don't. I, I got like a second warning on that. I don't know if I'm going to get it because I keep forgetting to do it. Every – whatever. Certain years, there's milestones and you get a gift. Gordon's been there long enough. They're getting him a ring, which – he will wear every day. Let me just say, when I see this ring, it just fits perfectly on Gordon's finger. So he's allowed ten characters for for to spe to say something for a motto. Yeah. And because Gordon is so devoted to the pod, he's gonna let the listeners decide what ten characters he wants to put on his ring. Now, to get this conversation going, Colt had a good idea. 
about what you should put on it. Colt, what do you think Gordon should put on this ring? Well, I mapped it out, and coming to exactly 10 letters is Dunk Legend. Dunk Legend for Gordon. I like that. that. space. No spaces. Oh, you're right. You can do spaces, but it's fine. You just put it together. It's fine. People can figure it out. They'll understand. Uh, Problem with Dunk Legend, if I end up not dunking in December, (laughs) it's going to be embarrassing that I'm forever having Dunk Legend. That's so much better. That's so much better. I don't know. It's a good. It's a good idea. If people in the chat want to come up with a ten-letter or less word or phrase or sentence that they want yeah. me to engrave on a ring, let me know. I would try. I'm trying to think of. Uh... Man, Chaz was robbed. Is way too many letters. Chaz was robbed. I'm trying to think. Yeah, of that would be good. Like someone with uh, sayings that, that I like that one actually. <laughs> saying something that means something that's really close to your heart. Um, yeah, Dunk Legend though is they talk about speaking it into existence, putting it on a novelty championship ring into existence is just as good. <laughs> I think. How often are you gonna wear this thing? Uh, not once I don't know who wears these rings. I don't know people. People get like Tom, their like Tom Brady, like the class rings. You know that people get in college, and you know Tom. Yeah. yeah, no one ever wears them. I don't know. I'll wear it on the pod, but I just need to figure out what I want to. I just like I don't want to put my name. My name is lame. What are other Even people? My name put is on actually it? ten characters. I think most what people just people put their name. It? Most people don't look at this as an opportunity to make a joke. I mean, only like, well, yeah, you know, fifteen you. people that's at the co- only fifteen people at the company have ever okay gotten this ring. So pull the pull the thing up. It's so where it says it's going to go where it says name. Can you pull the the? That's where it's going to go. I th- I th- no no it goes on the inside. I'm not sure exactly where it goes. It's just ten characters. They said you get a custom message, ten characters. Typically, people use their last name. What do you want? And I got to tell them by March 14th what I want on this ring. And I thought, uh, hey, Darryl let's make Morey? this into a bit. Daryl Moore. Yeah. Those Sixers. The process. Yeah. Trust the I process. Mean, maybe like it's, it's got to go on the side here where it says name, right? Probably. Yeah. Well, maybe that's you put your first name there and then you go on the inside. Uh, I, but see, how is it going to fit 10 there? That's like, see, that would be perfect for Dunk Dunk Legend because that's two two lines that are Dunk and then Le- I'm liking Dunk Legend. I gotta be honest. What if you just put WR on it? WR World Record. Yeah, and then people are like, "What do you have a world record in?" Just podcasts. I don't know. World Record podcast. Yeah. Okay, I'll see, think man, about it. Na- national champ. <laughs> national champion. You could just because you show it off, people would be confused for a little bit. You know, championship. This is yeah. my national championship ring. Like, why is a van on it? You're like, I'll explain that later. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about that. I do like Chez was Dunk. robbed. How, how many? How many? That's way over ten. Chez yeah, was... you could do like Chez was robbed is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Just Chez was robbed. I don't know if that counts. Chez was robbed. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Maybe. Can you ask? Here's what you do. Here's the move. 
say, hey, can you drop the font size and can I get 13? <laughs> I don't really I negotiate think, with them. I think 10 is with them dropping font sizes. I think that's the whole oh. bit. Say, hey, hey, say, hey, Kevin doesn't want a bobblehead. He wants you to use this time to figure out how to get a few more characters on Gordon's ring. Can we negotiate that? All right. Well, if you have ideas, uh, send it. Low track podcast. Um, <laughs> Cameron says, what was the conversion between Super Bowl rings and Olympic medals? According to Tyree Kill, it was 30 to 1. So maybe you could do something with that. 30 to 1? Yeah. Flow track rings to Olympic medals is uh, it's the other way around. You need 30 flow track rings for one Olympic medal. I think that's how it goes. Olympic golds, actually. Which means if you need 30 flow track rings for one Olympic ring, one Olympic ring, that means you need 30 times 30 to get one Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a lot. Hey, that's a, that's that a lot. A lot. Of, that's a lot of years doing content. Yeah. And then that. times that by eight to be years at flow track. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I thought it was funny. So you want to say that, hey, you get a ring for being here for eight years. So I thought let the let the people decide what's on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Congrats. So your eight year is the same year as my five year, I think. Yeah. I'm three years ahead of you. Catching up. Wow. Maybe I stay for th- to get the ring too. Maybe we can do like a van like we do like a combo thing. So together it's a message. Wait, wait, wait. If, if we get to Kevin having a ring, we can definitely spell out the Chess got robbed. We could just do it across two <laughs> yeah. rings. Yeah, like that you put them great. together. Yeah. yeah. With our powers combined, we, we get Chess got on, on Gordon's ring and robbed and then just with all robbed. exclamation okay. points on Kevin's. There you go. I like yeah. that. I. What's a thermostat? That's too many. What's a thermostat? Um, I was thinking maybe also. Should I put like my PRs, like my shitty track PBs? Well, that would be funny because then you could do like the slashes too. So you 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 put like forty eight two slash one fifty five four. Yeah, something like that. Or like my like eighth place finish at the PIAA State four by eight as like my <laughs> clean the fame. Yeah. No, I know. Like, make it seem as if it's a ring that's associated to an athletic achievement. That, yeah. That's why that's why I think it would be, be pretty funny. And then people would ask what it is. You're like, well, it's a work ring, but really it's that I got ninth at PIAs. That's really what it's yeah. about. What if you did um man, I'm trying to think of like you just do goat, maybe? Goat. Or maybe that's like so greatest good. podcaster alive? GPOA. GPO. <laughs> greatest <laughs> Greatest podcaster of all time. So G time. a GPOAT. Can yeah. these get a microphone? I don't know. Oh, maybe put um, like wow, like um, wow, like workout Wednesday, and like the amount of workout Wednesdays you've done. So like, one hundred and six wows, something. Like put your career line. stats on that. Yeah. yeah. How many downloads? <laughs> downloads. How Just many the subscriber uh, interviews for the YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah, subscriber count. Or no, no, put like and subscribe. I mean, is that? Ooh. That's too many. L I K. Like and subscribe is way more than ten characters. Like and sub, maybe. Subscribe. Like sub. Like slash sub. Like sub. I don't know. No, no. Yeah. Email me ideas. Maybe I'll do. Um, that. did you get a message? You get a DM back? You, are you able to report anything? Probably. No, not, no right? response. No response. Okay. It's early on the West Coast, right? So 
well, raising up yet. Someone in the someone in the chat said Frazier said in the post race he was going to run the open though. Yeah, but maybe things have changed. We also thought he was going to be yeah. not in the final, and then he ran the finals. <laughs> yeah, Donovan. Uh, Joseph met. says the inscription should be G Mac Pods, so or G Mackie Pods, G M A C K Y P O D Z. G Mac. I like that. Pods. That's, That's really like good. It sounds like a That's so good. It sounds like a gamer tag. I like it. Yeah. G Mackie Pods. Um, gamer tag G Mackie Pods here, ready to report on people running in a circle. Yeah. All right. I like Jimmy Pods. It's funny. I like that one. Yeah. Gun collection is great though too. Maybe I should uh do like the initials of all the people who've fallen at before oh. me of all like the former flow track employees that I've worked with that have all have left. Well, no, so, I was like, thinking Alex you do Lohr, the initials. Mitch Castoff, Lincoln Strike, mm-hmm. you know, Meg and Taylor, James. I think there's a long What list. if you did what if what if you did the initials of all of your um, YouTube subscribers, the Gordon's Goons? Ooh, really show you're committed. Really show I'm committed. What about I, Goon I, Squad? I, Goon Squad? Maybe I could do that. I could do Goon Squad. Goon for life. Goon for, Goon for life Maybe, with yeah, like really, a L Y F E. Just really, really, really bad slang. Yeah. <laughs> make it yeah make it like an aol thing okay like an aim aim message what if i just like pick a random celebrity name like scar joe yeah like scar <laughs> johansson yeah that'll be fun <laughs> who's know. the most okay or like eric banna or some, some random like actor. <laughs> <laughs> who's the person who's a celebrity most likely to respond to you if you put Something related to them on your company year rig. It would have to be like, like a like an office character, like one of like the like Stanley from the yeah. office. But like, if you tweeted at Stanley or Creed, would you get a retweet? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, who would give me a retweet? Oh, is there? There's a who's like a running. There's a person who actually follows Flow Track. Who works at who was in the office? He was the boss uh, uh the office characters. Um the bo- who? Which one? Scott is it David Wallace? Yeah, David Wallace. Who plays David Wallace? He likes Flow Track? He follows Flow Track. I believe he does. What's David Wallace's character's name? No, that's the character name. David Wallace. He's played by Andy Buckley. So Andy Buckley. Let's see if he follows us. That's Andy Buckley. He follows us. He follows Flow Track. Okay, but what that his name's kind of long. <laughs> Andy Buckley? Or I'm like D Wallace. Is D can you just do D Wallace? Or should I do his his uh you remember he invented he had a new company and he invented a device called Suck It? So I just put the word suck it on it. In, inside, I don't know. Okay, that that might work. You say, hey, Mr. Buckley, big fan of the show. In my company ring, I named it in honor of your company. I think you definitely get a like yeah. on that at least. Yeah, at least you definitely a like. get a like on it. But then you have to put suck it on your 
company ring. I just get, can you imagine though me emailing HR? I don't think HR, that get approved. Me emailing HR is like, what do you want on your ring? I want write the word suck it. <laughs> and they'd be like, what? I'm gonna go very they would, would they, no, I think they would do it. It's my ring. I can get whatever I want on it, right? It's a tribute to the office. That's, that's what you say. Who happens to yeah. be like an active runner. Yeah. Well, I, also sport. a runner is the guy from 13 Reasons Why, the the, the dad. Um, he's like a Broadway actor. I forget his name. Does the he follow? 13 Reasons Why. He's a runner. He runs a bunch of marathons and he played Shrek. Yeah. In a Broadway musical, so maybe I'll be like, get Shrek on it or something. <laughs> the process All right. is ten letters. If you're looking for the process, is ten oh, letters. Oh don't tell. No. Cole, I, do you know when I get this? Hold on. Do you know when I get this ring? I get the ring in July. In June? I get yeah. it in July, so I can get this ring at the same time that the Sixers get their NBA ring. Eastern Conference semifinalist. Rings? Are they giving NBA out those ones? I do like that. Yeah. I do like pretending this is my ring for my commitment to the team over the past seven years. I mean, the pro it would be pretty funny if you had the process. And I would I would laugh at that. I would roll my eyes, I but I'd be like, that'd be pretty funny. I might get the process. I might get it. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's you. 10 letters is, is perfect. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, you get it. You'd get, you'd get a Maury retweet for sure on that. <laughs> yeah. I would get Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah, get you more just say, "Hey, I'm I'm so bought in. This is what my company ring <laughs> inscription is. I chose this as my company ring. Yeah, B build your brand. All right, leave it there. Thanks, Colt. Thanks, Travis. Thanks to our sponsor, Hoka. Remember, Hoka.com. Faster forward. This is the CLO X. Check them out. Order them. We'll be back on Friday. Uh, Madrid World Indoor Tour is today. You can watch all the replays and the live feed is up. And then." We'll go Friday, and then Saturday night we will have our Tokyo Marathon live show. We will talk to you then. See you guys later.